Welcome to Attorney Heart, the podcast focused on bringing awareness to and promoting attorney well-being. Join Attorney Heart as you embark on a journey to improve the quality of your professional and personal life. And now, here's your host, Fernando Flores. Looking up, there's always sky. Rest your head, I'll take you high. We won't fade into darkness. All right, welcome everyone to another episode of Attorney Heart. This is Fernando Flores, your host. I am really excited that you're joining us for this episode. This episode is uh, it's really cool in that... We are uh, connecting with an attorney who's literally like on the opposite bottom corner of the United States. Kwaku Darfur, good to, good to meet you. Likewise, man. It's good to be here, man. Yeah, we are on the, I guess, opposite uh, sides. I guess uh, the most north would be Washington State, but you're pretty on the opposite side. I'm in South Florida and you're in Northern California. So. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so to give you a sense of um, what Kwaku uh, works on right now and a little bit of his background. And as always, we're going to get into more detail, but Kwaku, he's the founder of the Darfur law firm, and he had a very successful career in the corporate world. And he worked uh, in a state government agency, a private law firm, uh, an alternative financing company, a specialty finance factoring company, and a commercial real estate company. So a very diversified background. And right now, predominantly, he focuses on personal injury matters, everything from aviation and boating accidents to uh, catastrophic injuries, uh, medical malpractice, nursing home abuse, uh, premises liability, products liability, a lot of, a lot of issues that, that we uh, were exposed to when we took torts in law school. And, um, you know, he's handling that in a, in a very real way. Kwaku, he graduated from Florida State University College of Law back in uh, 2011 when he got his JD and he's been uh, just, you know, handling his, uh, his, his business for, for a while. And I just want to welcome you to the, to the show, man. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. And you know, you're saying a lot. I, I can't believe I'm, I'm aging myself, I guess. By <laughs> <laughs> yeah, quite cool. So let me ask you a question about, you know, your, your, your journey. And I usually, I like to start with, you know, what is it that interested you about the legal profession? And, you know, kind of just what's your story? You know, why is it that you decided to, to join the legal profession? Okay, well, I had always had an inkling, um, or at least a passion for the law, but I just never really got around to it. You know, I went to undergrad, I went to school, I studied economics, and then I came out, I did sales, and I did sales, and, and I did sales throughout different industries um, for a lot of years, um, but I, I reached a, a roadblock in, in 2008, um, and a lot of people know what happened in 2008, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> we we had a you know uh, the economy was just the worst it could be and I and, and I was I had lost my job and I was unemployment. I'm like you know what I, I need to go and tackle this this law school thing because I've always wanted to have that skill set because I always wanted to run my own business and I thought well I already have an MBA why don't I just get a JD and then I could marry those two and whatever business I do I have the knowledge of business side and I have the knowledge of the legal side. I didn't know I'd own a law, law firm at that time. But I knew I'd own some business. Got it. Okay. And so you decided to just move into the uh, area of personal injury. Is that just kind of how it happened? Or what is it that, you know, yeah. led you down the path of, of all these different kinds of uh, areas of law that focus predominantly on torts? Yeah. So most folks seem to um, 
you know, obviously when you go to law school, a lot of people don't know what they want to do when they go to law school, you know, because there's tons of different areas in the law and you can't possibly know which one you like and which one you don't like. Um, so what happened to me, I actually had someone that I consider a mentor who I clerked with him in my first year of law school. He had a personal injury practice here in South Florida. Mm. And I started to understand, you know, how important it was that the, the work that he was doing to help people, I'd see people come in and they would have, you know, um, just been in, let's say, in a severe accident, but because of that, they can't pay bills, they're being threatened to be evicted, they can't work. And to see the type of work and energy and the, the, the type of dedication that he put into those cases with those people, and then at the end, to see how relieved they were when they got a sense of some kind of compensation. I was like, well, I, I think I found the area of law because it's it's really you giving back to people in in a lot in a way that a lot of other areas of the law you can't you can't give back to them in that way. Yeah, uh, that's pretty awesome. You know, you you were inspired by somebody else that was doing the work in a very human way, and you wanted to do to do it in a very similar way as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, he he, you know, he, he kind of showed me the ropes. I mean, he was the first. Uh, I guess lawyer that I really knew. I didn't. I mean, I, I grew up. I didn't really know many lawyers. I didn't have any lawyers in my family, um, you know, and extended family. I didn't know any. You know, my my family's an immigrant. You know, uh, immigrant family. So uh, I'm. You know, I came here as a child. I don't even know if I'm first generation. So you know, to be able to connect with someone who took me under his wing to show the ropes, um, and ultimately to to be in the same area of law that he was doing. I mean, it meant a lot. To me, so to this day, you know, I, I'm glad that I, I had that mentor. I still am very close with him, um, and I encourage uh, you know a lot of younger folks to to find someone that can take an interest in you, um, and that also you you know you know you can also take an interest in them as well, you know, and form a genuine friendship relationship, but as a mentor as well. You know, I saw that that you had uh, something profiled in your in your website related to like title insurance. One aspect to consider in land reform in Ghana is is do you have some connection to Ghana? Is is or um, you know why did you speak uh, uh, pick that specific uh, country? You know. Well, yeah, I'm. I'm. That's where I'm from. Um, you know. Okay, so. got it. Okay country of origin. So, um, you know, I actually decided to, to, to do that uh, topic or you know, research topic in law school because it, it affected uh, my family in, in Ghana, specifically. Oh, Thailand. wow. You know, I had a, an uncle that lost a, a lot, you know, and lost his business because, you know, that, that title insurance was missing from that. So I, I you know, I, I looked at and researched that in law school and wrote my, my paper um, on how that can be improved in my country. Um, and really how real estate law can be improved in my country. Oh, wow. That's interesting. And that's, that's, that's pretty cool that, you know, once you got into law school, you were already trying to figure out ways of how is it that I can, you know, use my research skills and writing skills to, to write something on a topic that will help my, my family, you know? <laughs> you know, I mean, I guess we go to school to be advocates. So I, I mean, I immediately put it to use, you know, which was a, something that was pressing to, to me and to someone close to me and, you know, kind of research how maybe our country could be, you know, could be better and, and develop and, 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 and mirror, you know, the system that they use here in this country. Do you see a lot of, um, or actually I would just say, you know, do you happen to know what some of the main differences are between the legal system in Ghana and the legal system over here? I don't know if you've ever done that, like kind of comparative law 
Um, you know, and if you haven't, that's fine. But I just wanted to ask. Um, not, not so much. I know that in Ghana, they, they based a system on the British system, okay. um, right, which is like a big common law. Um, and so, you know, they, they, they take it that route there. Um, you know, there's, there's some, a lot of different, I guess, uh, distinctions, but that's what, that's the major, um, one is that they're based on the British system. Got it. And in terms of the work that you have done, okay. In, 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 uh, in your law firm, um, and in being an attorney here in, in the United States and in Florida, what, what do you feel are the aspects that you enjoy the most about the profession? And what do you feel are the aspects that are the most challenging from, from your perspective, Kwaku? Um, I, would, I would say, like, for a start with the most enjoyable part is um, getting a case and getting a set of facts and issues and having to deconstruct and how you are going to get to an end goal, right? So it's kind of like, it's like a puzzle, a maze, all in one and you're like the orchestrator trying to figure that out for your client's benefit on their behalf and the 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 feeling of getting something resolved in my client's favor every time it gets me up you know so when i initially (laughs) get it i start to go into mode of thinking like you know strategizing and when i reach that end where my it's it's resulted in my in, in my client's favor it's just a it's just a pure feeling of uh, of joy and, and emotion, um, and, and seeing the happiness on the face. And it doesn't always go that way, but more than not, um, and when it does, it just gives me that um, that feeling of hey, I've really helped someone out, and they came to me in a time when they needed someone to be able to help them, and I was able to provide that for them. Um, I would say you know one of the most challenging parts certainly deadlines. Um, getting ready for important deadlines and hearings, um, late nights, um, you know, reading. I wasn't much of a reader before law school. <laughs> That's funny. You had to learn. <laughs> and, you, know, um, you know, reading and, 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 and then, you know, researching. You know, it takes a lot of time, um, you know, to do that. And then also running a firm at the same time, being an administrator and, and running a practice um, comes with its own challenges, Right building the firm, um, being the business developer of the firm and so forth. Yeah. No, I, I, you know, I, I talk to a lot of attorneys and uh, all over, all over the U S and I feel that that's definitely a challenge that, that they, they face, whether it's like a solo practitioner or uh, you know, slightly bigger law firm of four or five attorneys. It's, it's definitely a challenge when you have to not just focus on the actual practice of the law, representing your clients, moving the case forward and, you know, um, investigating the case, as you mentioned in the beginning, getting, you know, the pictures, the 911 calls, the uh, insurance information, the audio from this, you know, getting all of that stuff. And then on top of that, you, you have to make sure that people know that you are running your law firm, you know, that you're running your business so that you can continue getting a steady stream of clients. So I know that that's a, that's a real challenge that a lot of folks make. And well, let me ask you, you know, how, how do you try to, you know, stay balanced in the midst of all of that, you know, or how do you try to maintain your own health and wellness? Cause that's something that I also focus on a lot in, on this podcast, you know, and, um, I don't know what's what's your what's your particular journey in that regard, Kwaku? 
It's key, and I, I haven't always, I mean, admittedly, I haven't always been the best at that, and I always, haven't always done the best. I mean, we're, we're, you know, told in law school that, hey, you know, your, your mental state is as important as anything else, right? You know, and how your body, your physical state, you know, because a lot of times we think, well, we're doing great work, but if we're not healthy uh, and, we're, and we're not around to enjoy our families, when what is it worth, right? So I try to, you know, be physically active. Um, I've played in, you know, rec basketball leagues. I've played in rec soccer leagues and just going to the gym. Sometimes I fall off, um, but I, I try to keep some semblance of physical activity. And on the mental side, try to do things that are outside of the law, whether it's with family, vacations, um, you know, get, staying in touch with people that are non-lawyers, like, right? So a lot of times we we're like in a cocoon and we're only talking to other lawyers and we're yeah. stress off each other back and forth. <laughs> yeah. um, so engage with your friends. Don't forget that, hey, you have friends before and you'll have friends after law school and during practice of law as well that, you know, can, can bring you that balance of, of, of that you need, you know, your friends that uh, are in different, different professions and your friends that are, uh, you know, in, in, in different parts of the of, uh, different stages of their life to connect with them, um, to keep that semblance. I read, um, I read books as well a lot, um, books on, um, you know, growth, self-help, um, things of that nature. Are there any particular uh, books that you've read recently that you feel like you'd recommend, you know, to other attorneys who are in, you know, fast-paced, high-stress environment and they're, they're trying to figure their, their stuff out, you know what I mean? Well, I just finished reading a book called The Game-Changing Attorney. Um, mm. by a young um, marketer, uh, Michael Modell. And, uh, you know, he just harps on, you know, hey, you, you got to get out of this, you know, I guess race of, you know, of a solo mindset and, 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 and realize that, you know, law is, a, if you're running as a business, it's a business and you have to also market and, and be able to do it on a high level, but be creative about it. So that's just one book that I actually just finished reading that, um, you know, I would recommend it's a, it's a plug to, to, to his uh, business as well, um, the Chris Video Group. Okay, cool, cool. I'll definitely uh, check it out, and you know, I'm sure, I'm sure, you know, our listeners, if they're on that journey of, of potentially starting their own law firm or or becoming a business owner, you know, it sounds like something that that could help. And you know, in in that particular area, Kweku, of being the business owner and moving your uh, your business forward, growing your business. What are things that you have learned that you feel would be good to impart to folks who are maybe just starting out, you know, that, that are, are considering it and are planning on doing it. And maybe there's some fear because no one in their family has ever done it before. And they're the first ones to actually own a business. You know, what, what are some things that you would, you would impart? Give us your wisdom, Kwaku. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I just jump. I just jump two feet in, right, without testing. <laughs> um, but yeah, you're gonna you're gonna listen. You're gonna have a lot of family and friends tell you, "Hey, you're not ready," or "Are you sure you want to do this?" Or, or "Go get a job and learn," right? And that's sometimes a lot of their fears that they have, or you know, they, some of their you know downfalls that they're trying to they're projecting. So I would right. say you know, be be mindful of. Of, of the advice you get, but also realize that some of it is coming from a place of fear. Um, mm -hmm. And some of it is coming from a place of, of just unknown and being naive. Like my parents never had owned a business. So they're like, mm -hmm. well, you've gone to school now, go get someone that's going to pay you for your, <laughs> what you've done. You know? right. and, no, I think I can do it myself. 
and pay myself. So, uh, you know, obviously when you start, you want to keep your overhead very low. I mean, I would give that advice, you know, unless you have a, you know, even if you have a, a big, an, an uncle or a family member that's going to give you a big amount of money to start, um, be conscious about what you spend in the beginning. Um, right. Try and keep your overhead low and be creative about finding ways to keep your overhead low. Um, and then also, uh, I would also advise people to get, get someone that is a mentor who's been doing this for a while, running their own firm, running their own business, because, you know, they can always usually tell you, hey, this is what I did that did not work. And you may want to just heed that advice, you know, so you may not want to go and buy five or 10 billboards <laughs> um, right. in your area right away. Um, you know, things like that, that you, you, you don't know unless you, someone else tells you. Um, you know, um, yeah. because that's what we've seen is that, hey, they see all, all, the, all the firms, all the big firms have billboards, but there's a reason why they do that. And that, it may not be right for you at that, you know, at that juncture starting out. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for, for the, the folks who are one step uh, behind those who are trying to start their own law firm and maybe are in law school, right? And maybe they're first generation and they, they've never, you know, known an attorney similar to your journey, right? Where you didn't know an attorney and you're, you were uh, uh, trying to figure it out in law school as well. You know, what advice would you give to those folks who are, are up and coming and, and trying to get through the grind of law school as well? You know, what, what's some tips that you'd give them? Okay. Well, in, in the beginning, in your first year, I think you're, you're mandated to not work. Um, you know, most law yeah. schools work, right? However, I would still implore them to, to, to do something where you're connected with a, an attorney. If that's your desire to run your own, do something that you're connected to an attorney that is running their own practice. Start thinking about what are going to be your marketing channels, right? Everyone has their strengths. So where are your networks that you have built, uh, whether it's from college, undergrad, whether it's from a club or an association you've been involved with for a long time, whether it's your fraternity, but where are your networks where, you know, you have built-in allies who are going to help you. Cause I remember when I first started, a lot of my referrals and clients came from folks that just wanted to help me. So they didn't know what area of law I did, but someone had a legal problem, they were going to call me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. And, and so be cognizant of that. If that's what you want to do, you know, do you, do you, do you need to, you know, do you want to live somewhere far away from where your networks are and when you're starting up? Maybe it's best to live somewhere closer where you have networks already in place um, that you can kind of feed off of, um, you know, and, and, and also, you know, be, be, do good work, you know, um, don't, don't do shoddy work just to get it in because your reputation precedes you. Even starting early, no one's gonna, no one's going to give you a benefit of doubt because you're a new attorney. The right. court isn't, the judge isn't, your clients aren't. So just make sure you do good work. Um, from yeah, the I think that's such a great tip, and I, honestly, I think that's one of the the things that makes the profession even so stressful from the beginning. Because you just graduated, you know, you just passed the bar, you became licensed, and you know you're expected to follow the 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 rules of professional conduct, just as you know someone who's 25 years out, you know, and the same uh, ethics rules apply to you, and and that that's a, it's a lot of pressure, you know, if you think about it, coming out of law school to uh, live up to that standard, and maybe maybe you don't get thrown into it. Um, 
if you work in a bigger law firm, you don't get thrown into it right away. And there's a lot more research and writing that you're doing the first years. But as a solo, you know, that's what you decide to do right after law school. You are going to be making appearances and it, it, it is going to be stressful. So I, I appreciate that uh, perspective, Kwaku, because it's true. And I also really like what you mentioned in terms of I know several attorneys who work with uh, the solo practitioner or, you know, small law firm right out of law school that they met while they were in law school and they work with them, you know, summer of after their 1L year and then they worked during the school year making some extra money, a few hours here and there and then 3L year and then they just started working there right after law school and then after several years, they, they started their own uh, practice. So I, I feel that that's a very good tip and for someone that's in law school and wants to start their law firm and they have an idea that that's what they want to do, I think uh, it's, it's, a very, it's a very savvy point. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, because, you know, if you want to start your own firm, listen, you can, you're likely not going to get the same, um, you know, skills and maybe um, honing from, let's say, a Greenberg and Torek um, versus when you go to a small shop that has four or five attorneys or so. You can pick their brains. They will spend time with you. You know, it's just a different dynamic um, if that's the route that, you know, you want to go towards is owning your own firm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and tell me a little bit about the the areas of law that you do. Tell us a little bit about what you know. What is it that I, I already mentioned a list of them? But I mean, if you want to clarify further, um, you know, what are what are the key areas that you tend to focus on in your in your law firm? And um, yeah, feel free feel free to talk about that. Yeah, so many of my cases are a personal injury, car accidents, uh, catastrophic accidents, premises liability, um, where folks get injured on someone else's property. Um, we do a lot of um, boating accidents as well. Um, we do a lot of, uh, you know, people get stabbed or hurt at a, at a club or a bar. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, I'm also a litigator as well, so I'm also a business litigator. I, I, uh, you know, I litigate cases for businesses and also defend cases for business. So we have a kind of an even balance um, um, between the, the litigation of business cases and our personal injury um, claims and, and clients. Got it. Okay. All right. That, that's very helpful. So, uh, Kwaku, I mean, I don't know if uh, I'm going to give you the last word, but if there's anything else that you want to, you know, uh, put out there in terms of uh, advice or, you know, any other final thoughts that you may have for our listeners in relation to the legal profession or maintaining wellness, um, I'll leave the floor open to you to add whatever it is that you want to add, man. So go for it. Okay. I would just say be, be mindful um, of your your loved ones as you can you you, you start this journey and process um, mm-hmm. from law school um, throughout because those are the ones that are going to be there for you in the worst of times and in the best of times you're going to need your family and your close friends through the law school process and when you get out as well it's not all rosy but just remember that those people are going to be in your corner no matter what and it's a lot of times we get we, we lose sight myself lose sight of that because all we do is work, make sure that you have a, keep a connection and don't isolate yourself and, and, and get into a, a, a bubble. And you know, and I, I, that's such a great advice. And I think they tend to be the people that if you didn't go to law school, if you didn't do anything else, I mean, they're going to accept and love you, you know, already. <laughs> but yeah. um, it's so true that once you embark on that journey, it's important to maintain 
uh, you know, those connections in a healthy, in a healthy manner. So great, great input. It's that balance that we're talking about, right? (laughs) So it's true, man. It's true. That's part of it as well, man. Thanks a lot for having me on, man. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm a little under the weather. I hope you can't tell, but I try to mask it. Duh. Uh, no, man. It, uh, it was it was great having you on, and I, I really appreciate you you uh, joining and and just providing input in terms of what your journey has been and kind of like good advice in relation to folks that are interested in becoming, uh, you know, that becoming business owners in the legal profession. You know, it's it's definitely not an easy path, but it's also not an impossible one if you plan properly. So, yeah, I appreciate that, Kwaku. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, Kwaku. Thank you so much for being on. And everyone, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Attorney Heart. I really appreciate you tuning in as always. And I look forward to catching you on the next episode. All right, Kwaku, take care. All right, take care. Thanks. Bye. Hi, everyone. This is Fernando, your host of Attorney Heart. Thank you again for tuning in to another episode. If you enjoyed this episode, definitely subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channel. And if it can benefit anyone that you know, please share it. Attorney Heart is brought to you by iMatterNow. I-M-A-T-E-R-N-O-W. Please make sure to check our website at imatternow.com. Again, I-M-A-T-E-R-N-O-W.com. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Every day presents an opportunity to engage in self-care. And remember that it is not selfish to take care of your well-being. It is necessary. So take care and connect with you on the next Attorney Heart episode.